Hey, and welcome to episode God knows what because it's way too freaking early in the morning. It's I mean, only 5 a.m., Brian. Only 5 a.m. It's it's only 5 a.m. So we're here. We have officially wrapped sleeping in plastic. Oh, look, it's Caitlin, our trusty PA. Hey, guys, I'm back. And now she's gone. That's right. Get out. <laughs> it's over. It was a great experience, but it's 5 a.m. in the morning and it's over. But I'm not going to let you leave until we're done with this intro. So we're, we have about 10 topics to talk about before we go. <laughs> Just kidding. Ha, ha, ha. Hey, guys, this episode is brought to you by NGPFilm.com. Uh, awesome film supplier if you are a filmmaker in the the Oklahoma City area. Um, Jennifer? Do you know what NGP stands for, Brian? Because uh, we do. It stands for... Not gonna play. Oh, what? It's Nathan Gardaki Productions, whom we love. You know why we love him so much? Because if you have a shoot, or if we have a shoot, and we need gear, we need to put the camera on something like a tripod, or a dolly, or, or how would wardrobe come into play with NGPfilm.com? Um, they have backup racks. Mm-hmm. We, we've we rented racks from them. Do you have a shortage of racks? Go to NGPfilm.com. Full racks. Full. Full racks. Voluptuous racks. All the finest of racks can be found at ngpfilm.com along with dolly gear, camera gear, production gear. Good lord. It's too it's too early in the morning to be thinking of all the gear that they have, but they've got a lot of it, don't they? Oh yeah. Darn right they do. <laughs> well, hey guys, today we are talking to the visual effects wizard Matthew Gardaki. What what? What? Hey! This guy should Say hello to uh, the show. We're doing a little intro for the hey, podcast. Show. Hey, introduce yourself, sir. Hey, I'm Alex McNichol. What? 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 Yeah. From that? From that one show? Yeah. With the one guy? Uh huh. You're on Transparent, right? Yes, I am. What? Oh, yeah. you should check it out on Amazon Prime. Oh dang. Eight, seven central, or whenever you want at your own home, at your leisure, at your convenience. Oh man, and you're also the star of Sleeping in Plastic. And are you ready to go back to your hotel and sleep in plastic? Yep, minus the plastic. Minus the plastic. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And yeah. Uh, I like this microphone you got going on. This is very cool. Brian, as much as I love you and this introduction, this actor needs to get out of his wardrobe. <laughs> well, naked. you heard it. I'm getting naked. All right. Uh-huh. Alex, Alex is going to get naked now, and we're going to go uh, listen to our friend Matthew Gardaki, who is a visual effects whiz-bang. The guy built a freaking dragon from scratch for our 48-hour film race project film thing. One best visual effects, which is not shocking at all. But if you have an interest in getting a career in the world of visual effects, then you should listen to the show and you should share it. And on that note, you should also go to patreon.com slash show. And on the last note, this is the longest intro of all time. This is the sloppiest intro. I don't even care right now because I'm so freaking tired. Are you tired, Geneva? No, no, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Uh, what was I saying? A coma. Let's just go straight to the episode. This is episode 44 of the Oki Show Show featuring Matt Gardaki from Gardaki Digital. All right, welcome back. And welcome to the podcast that explores the Heartland's entertainment industries. What's up? I'm Brian. I'm Kelly. And uh, we are here today. We're going to be talking about visual effects. We're going to pull back the veil of the crazy stuff that goes into making dinosaurs and monsters and dragons. And white walkers. And white walkers. And so, everybody, please welcome to the show. Uh, he is the visual effects artist on Hellraiser 10 Woo. and Children of the Corn Runaway, Woo. and also Wailing, starring Tom Felton, Woo. Draco Malfoy. Love. 
Welcome to if the you're stage, watching. Mr. Mad Gardaki. Thank you. All right. Yeah. The one person on Facebook Live is Mad, like, Mad <laughs> just losing his mind. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I really doubt that. <laughs> I'm sure, like, he, like, well, whenever Wailing comes out, because Wailing stars Tom Felton, but it also stars. Who's the. He's the super annoying dude from The Office. Which one? Because I douchey love all guy. Guy. <laughs> The really Ryan? douchey. No, Todd no. Packer. Todd Packer. Todd Packer. Freaking Todd Packer. Pac Man takes a poop in Michael's office. I. Just random fact about Kelly am probably one of the best trivia office trivia people ever. So really? just so you know, I've seen it like thousands of times. <laughs> I have not. I have seen I you know, it's a crime with how little of the office that I've seen. Oh, uh, it's disgusting, actually. It and I have to leave the podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> so, Matt, you're going to co-host from now on. All right, great. <laughs> so, OK, first of all, I think uh, so we're talking visual effects, which um, let's first of all explain the difference between special effects and visual effects. Yes. Right. Um, so special effects are pretty much where movie effects started, um, but they're basically anything that is physical in the real world. So uh, if you're on set, if even something as simple as a little bit of smoke or fire or fireworks or, you know, blanks on a gunshot would all fall under kind of the, the umbrella of special effects. And that can go all the way up to enormous armatures and puppets and, you know, creature effects and all that kind of stuff. Um, all of that is, is what would be considered special effects because basically special effects are things that you can still capture in the camera, mm. um, but they're special in that they don't really exist in real life. It's an illusion of some kind, but it's still something you're actually physically filming. Right. Whereas a visual effect is something that comes in in the post-production process, at least primarily, and it can be it can be a digital effect like CGI, uh, computer-generated images. It can be um, miniature work. It can be green screen compositing. It can be any any of those sorts of things. But basically, if it's done after the fact in an editing room somewhere, then it's going to be a visual effect. Right. If it's done on the set or at least nearby the set with cameras rolling, it's a special effect. Oh. But you know what? Don't be disheartened because what you do is very special too. It is very special <laughs> as well as visual. And very visual. Very yes. visual. So, Hopefully. <laughs> if I'm doing it right, <laughs> I, I mean... You know, those I, visual effects were great, but I couldn't, I couldn't see them. couldn't see anything. <laughs> we're going to have a lot of visual effects on this audio podcast today. Uh, one of those things being, um, we recently, you were on our 48 hour film race yes. team and you, uh, I think <laughs> maybe a little legendary now yeah. <laughs> because the man created a freaking dragon in a day. It was yeah. an amazing dragon too. Like it looked, it looks like Game of Thrones it looked, dragon. I was saying, well, that, to me, it looked yeah. like Danny was flying on the back of that dragon. If, That's if all I'm saying. Danny was Neil. Yeah. yeah. Danny was Screaming Neil. his head off. <laughs> that was great. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. So it, it, for people who are not familiar with the 48 hour film contest, you want to explain just kind of the basics of that? Yes. Uh, so, OK, to kind of catch you guys up, the 48 hour film race is an annual event that happens where tons of groups of filmmakers build teams together. And we have 48 hours to based on prompts, you get a genre, you get a character name and then you get a prop. And a, and a line of dialogue. So you have to associate all that kind of stuff into a script that you write on the day, then you shoot, and you edit, and you get it all done in 48 hours. Yes. So it starts at like 7 p.m. on Friday, and it ends at 7 p.m. on Sunday. And 
Let me tell you, we we barely made it this year. <laughs> but I missed that part. Apparently, it was oh, quite epic, dude. It was like by two minutes. Stress. There's nothing more stressful than seeing all the effort that everybody puts into these projects, and then like having the thing in your hand and like slow motion chariots <laughs> of fire playing in your ears, <laughs> ah! <laughs> throwing it on. And like I don't know what I was expecting, but whenever I I literally came like crashing through the doors, people were like. Tell me, you go that way. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I ran up to the table, I put the packet down, and Ben's just, Ben Halavity is the guy who does the 48 hour film rice. And he's like, all right, you're good. <laughs> I don't know what I was expecting. And like, then Brian I like, just passed out. <laughs> yeah, <I> just, <laughs> he just passed out right there. So, so that's what we had to do this, this, this CGI dragon for. So, well, you say had to do it. What is it? Yeah, we got to be a part of right. this thing where there was a dragon. There so. was, yeah. So, yeah. so basically, what happened? Um, our our team obviously had been formed beforehand, and so we were doing a little bit of just kind of logistics planning over email threads and things like that uh, for a couple of days. And I remember that we had our post production group, um, you know, Brian Cates and um, Amanda uh, Hyden and you, Amanda Hyden, James Russell was doing audio, right. And then there was you on visual effects. Right. So we had this little email chain going back and forth. And I remember I spent, you know, probably a good 20, 30 minutes coming up with this well thought out email listing all the different things that I thought we might be able to accomplish in 48 hours in terms of visual effects. I'm like, here's all the stuff I've got ready to go. You know, stock effects, fire, smoke, whatever. Here's some basic stuff that we can do. Here's some more advanced stuff that we can do if, yeah. as long as we keep it limited. And I, and I distinctly put... We probably can't do a full creature, <laughs> but if we keep it to like a tentacle or like a head or something, yeah. we, we might be able to pull that off for a shot. And I think I saw that and was like, ha! Yeah. <laughs> challenge accepted. <laughs> and so we get our, we, we get the, uh, the category. Right. You send out a text. It's like, hey, we've got detective yeah. movie. We got, yeah. So they our go genre was detective. <laughs> yeah. Detective. Yeah. And they all go into the writer's room. And so I don't hear anything for about an hour. <laughs> And then I get a text that says, so dragons? <laughs> and they're like... <laughs> well, see, the funny thing is to kind of put you in the writer's room as to how that came about. So it's detective movie, right? So we have to, sh we have to write this detective movie. And I literally... We, we were in the room and I was like, well, we have Matt Gardaki, who is a, is, he's a visual effects wizard. He's a legend. <laughs> so what can... It, we have to... We can't not use... Matt here. <laughs> and then somebody was like, what if we did some kind of Game of Thrones homage? Like, just like threw it into this one random character and like just make it really, really quirky. And I was like, wait, so what if we made him ride a fucking dragon? <laughs> and ride him, he did. And that he happened. did. Yeah. He did. Yeah. yeah. But my favorite text was Amanda texted you and she said, hey, uh, so um, I, I can't remember what it said exactly, but basically, hey, so this dragon's going to kill somebody. Mm -hmm. And then your response was, uh, well, just let me know if it's by eating or by fire breathing. <laughs> <laughs> I just need to know that, that yeah, detail. Yeah, details. Yeah. And uh, it was just, it was, okay, so how, how do you do that? How do you turn <laughs> so, something well, around like that so fast? Yeah. Uh, well, first, uh, I spend about five to ten minutes panic crying <laughs> and then um and then i get to work so basically yeah so i made the decision at the beginning since i i, I mean you guys were nice enough to come up with that basically right at the beginning of the night yeah right so i mean i knew i had a couple of days and so i made the decision that i was going to go ahead and actually build this dragon from scratch 
Um, Holy moly. <laughs> yeah. And see, guys, whenever he, I thought that you had like a pre-purchased model, which we're going to talk about how yeah. you can like actually purchase models and stuff in just a bit. But I thought he had this thing kind of like in his back pocket, just like sitting there collecting. Du- no, you built the thing from the ground up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How did you do that? Um, so well, so so the the way that a, a character model is is started nowadays is basically you use some sort of sculpting software. Uh, so I use a program called ZBrush, and basically you start. It, it, it's essentially like modeling with clay, except using a, a, a tablet. And so I, you can start with kind of just a basic shape, like a sphere, or a cube, or, or whatever, and you just start kind of using the using the tablet to pull it into shapes that you like. Wow. And so I kind of rough it in, um, and then I go through a process to kind of increase the... I'm trying to think of an easy way to explain it, but basically, um, so if you know how video games work, there's everything is made up of polygons and vertexes, mm. vertices, right? Um, so basically, like, in order to make mul- like multifaceted shapes, they're just a series of, like, flat shapes that are all linked together. And so I start with a really low resolution version and I just kind of rough in everything really quickly. And then I uh, do something called subdivide, which basically just adds more of those flat planes, which kind of allows you to put in more detail. So kind of build it up in layers that add detail and I can sculpt and twist and pull and all that. And it really is like, it it really feels like working in clay. Wow. You know what? I mean, this is going to sound really weird, but like I, when I'm watching project runway, right. Mm -hmm. When they're designing clothing on the tablets, it feels that they start with nothing. And then they start like, it's real basic at first. And then all of a sudden they show the, you know, final (laughs) drawing that they have. And it's like this amazing detailed thing. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of, I mean, not the same thing, but like the process of it is, is starting. You have to have a basic idea of what you want your dragon shape to look like right, right. and so then you crazy. go in and refine okay yeah. you know what that reminds me of is there's a scene in bicentennial man whenever he's making a face for robin williams's character yeah. mm-hmm. and he like takes this mold stuff and he just like throws it onto this thing and it's just like a big loogie yeah and then he's like <laughs> starts <laughs> yeah like but you're yeah. it, and then all of a sudden wow. robin williams faces <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's kind of like that i mean um but but you know like with any artistic process you start with the basic forms and you just slowly add more detail okay um, so, I mean, if you've seen even, you know, how to draw books and stuff where you, you, know, you start with a circle, circle and then, and then yeah, you make it into yeah. a sphere <laughs> yeah. and then you draw the rest of the owl. Um, yeah. Like that's basically how it works, okay. wow. except in three dimensions. So you kind of move the camera around to oh, wow. simulate walking around your model and that kind of thing. So basically, yeah. So I do that. Um, and there's and I mean, it, when I say it's like clay, like I can actually use stamps and things to like add texture detail in like large amounts. Mm. Yeah. So like I, I downloaded some uh, some scale patterns and I actually use that to just stamp it into the dragon. Wow. Um, okay. So I did all of that. And then basically I, I spit that out as its own model. And then that goes into my animation software. And in the animation software, I build an armature, which is really like if you've seen claymation and that kind of thing, it's kind of the same thing. It's basically um, a just a series of joints that are connected almost like a wire, like wires coming off of a claymation rig, um, in real life. But it's, it's just, uh, kind of approximates where the bones would be in a, in a real living object creature, like a dragon. So I build that and then I link that to the skin and that takes a little bit of effort. But, um, once I've got it linked, then I can, as I move those bones, then all the skin kind of folds and and moves along with it. Wow. That was the other thing that really caught me off guard with the amount of detail in this thing is that it had skin guys like <laughs> like if you looked at it the thing had skin it, that moved it was so amazing. it was so freaking crazy 
You'll get to see it at some point. Yeah, one of these we're, days. We're teasing. I know we're talking we, about how amazing well, it is. Hopefully, we're going to be able to put it on the YouTube channel yes. soon. Hopefully. The YouTube. Yeah, uh, on YouTube's. I mean, I just want to ask, like, just like what what got you into this just to begin with? What what? Yeah. Where when did you start? What was the? So I started when I was in eighth grade. Oh, wow. OK. So that would have got to start young folks. If you want to yeah. be good. <laughs> right. This would have been 1997. Okay. Oh wow! So that was this was pre-strong bad days. This was e- yeah. This wow. was like five years pre-strong bad <laughs> oh, days. I don't remember when. I don't remember when uh, when Homestar Before Runner. Some North Card Gage was even around. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so this was basically what got me into it was actually. So I, I, I kind of knew beforehand that that's what I wanted to do was make make movies, make mo- make special effects because of course I grew up loving Star Wars mm. and yep. like. You talk to anybody in my industry and then you ask them, why did you do this? Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. It's always um, Star Wars, but, guys. Uh, so I, I kind of, so 1997 was when the Star Wars special edition came out. Yeah, I know. It we, was we, a dark year. We, we know better now, but when I was 13, <laughs> right, yeah. I thought oh, it was man. incredible. I was still psyched whenever Phantom Menace came out because oh, yeah. I was like, I was about that For age. Sure. Um, but, you know, so so the, the big thing about this, about the special editions was all the CGI that they added that they didn't have in 1977. Nice. And it was just too and much it, CGI. It's, just, it's You look at it now and it's like, ah, oh, it's so bad. And it's just like irritatingly in your it's, face. Yeah, because it's almost like George Lucas was like, I see a little bit of empty space there. Yeah, yeah. We're all re- a reptilian fill, lizard. Fill that with Here, here's the thing, though, right? As much crap as everybody gives George now, like, I understand that that feeling of wanting, like, it's like, I've got all these toys that I can oh, play yeah. with. Oh, I can yeah. I've got all that. I can, anything I can think of, I can just, there it is, yeah. and it's real now. And, and I mean, can you imagine, in 1997, I mean, this is, <clears throat> this is what, four years after Jurassic Park. Wow. Right? Wow. Wow. I didn't think about that. Wow. Yeah. So, like, this is brand new technology. Like, yeah. nobody was doing this stuff on a large scale yet. And when you can take it, take that technology and you apply it to something as iconic as Star Wars, right? When you're the creator of Star Wars and you think, man, this is 20 years it's later, look just, at all of this yeah. stuff yeah. that I can do now that I couldn't have done back when I, when I made it. So, I mean, I can understand why that happened. It still doesn't make it good. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but it inspired you. It to, but it did. And yeah. that counts and for So something. right around this time, right, we're getting the advent of online video. We're getting the advent of, I mean, YouTube hadn't really occurred yet. I think that was, would be another year or two before. Mm. Uh, when, when did YouTube come about? It's not until late, late 2000s, right? No, no, no. Uh, Google bought it in late 2000s, but it was a thing before that. What? Yeah. I, I keep forgetting that, that the year 2000 was 17 years ago. Yeah. 17 years ago. a long ago. time ago. Uh, <laughs> so um, anyway, but but this was the advent of, of kind of like high-speed internet, right? By high speed, it was no longer yeah. dialogue. <laughs> um, but the, so, so this was also kind of the heyday of Star Wars fan films. Oh, yeah. Which were all terrible, and <laughs> none of them should be remembered. But <laughs> they th- that w- this was when people were like civilians, right? Were getting yeah. into computer graphics and animation and this sort of stuff, and the software was finally getting to a point where it was affordable, right? You didn't have to be you didn't have to be ILM. You didn't have to be owned yeah. by George Lucas in order to, to afford to do all this stuff anymore. And it may not be on the level that they were, but it was but it was something. the same yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. 
So I remember in 1997, I had a little piece of software. I think I paid 60 bucks for it. Um, and I bought it, like the company barely lasted three years. Like they're not, <laughs> not even on the radar anymore. Um, but it had the ability to bring in 3D models and mm. render them, which is basically the process of, of kind of applying the light and the shading and making it look real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not really at the time, but re- <laughs> real. You know what's funny yeah. though, is like <clears throat> at the time, whenever that technology was first coming out, I remember seeing like Jurassic Park is amazing because it still yeah. it still it still holds looks up. amazing. It's still I, most yeah. of it. it most yeah. of it. Yeah. yeah, it totally looks. Yeah, no, legit. it does. It's, it's, but it's then there's other movies <laughs> where, like, I go back and I watch the special editions, and it's just god awful. <laughs> yeah, it's just. But at the time, you're just like, this is amazing. Right? Yeah, it's like I'm seeing these things for real. Yeah. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah. So I, I had this software, and I remember I ha- I was running this thing on my little desktop. I custom built a desktop nice. to be able to do this. And how old were you? Of 13, 14? You know. I mean. Freaking whiz bang. I'm pretty sure I was still like, I like like monkeys. Like, like, I was like, I'm going to study monkeys for my future. Like, or something. Yeah, I was busy running the kids detective agency. (laughs) That's a real thing. So I built this computer and it was a a 300 megahertz machine um, with, say, eight megabytes of memory. Maybe okay. 16 megabytes. When we of think memory. about like compared to what I have in my phone right now, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, <laughs> like, it, like, good lord, yeah. And, and, and I remember, so I, I downloaded a couple of models off the internet, and I, I it was 30 frames that I animated, and oh, just wow. a spaceship kind of coming toward the camera and then going away. Oh, uh, cool! It took hours and <laughs> hours to render, and it was like that big. Like it wasn't yeah. even. It was not even like standard definition it was just this tiny little web video it, and 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 all i get was one second of yeah and it, but like i, I love that stuff i i ate it up i spent wow. i spent like from then until now pretty much yeah learning all i could about it and technology slowly got better and my skill set slowly got better um and now you can build dragons and now in a yeah single day and now i can build day. dragons that's mm-hmm. so cr- that's crazy that's just freaking nuts <laughs> it is it's amazing well, I want to get into kind of the nuts and bolts of like, because you, you're a visual effects supervisor on a lot of things. So whenever we're on set, I see you walking around with your 360 camera a lot. <laughs> and like, you know, we're talking anchor points and all this kind of stuff. Can you talk about that kind of thing? Like, yeah. let's, let's first let's talk about tracking. OK, so uh, explain to the layperson, like what exactly me? is tracking? <laughs> I have no idea. Because <laughs> I know a little, I know enough about the terminology to have a conversation. Okay. This is like my, my Spanglish. Right, right. <laughs> so. Yeah. So um, when I'm on set, an on-set supervisor, like my job basically is to um, be, is, is it, I'm, I'm the guy on set who thinks like the computer. And by that, I mean, basically, computers are very good at number crunching. They're mm. not very good at logic like we think about things. We can't, the computer can't look at a scene and understand it. Right. All it can see are you the can numbers. take in the data points. Right. And then, yeah. um, And so when we're trying to put visual effects into a live action scene, it's very important that we have good data for the computer to be able to understand what's going on. And so what a computer can see is color. It can see... Luminance, which is the light and dark values of of a, of a frame, and it can see points of contrast. 
So when a pixel, a bright pixel is next to a dark pixel, it can, it can understand that. And when a pattern of light pixels is next to a pattern of dark pixels, it can understand that. And so what it can do from there is if you have enough of those kinds of patterns, is it can, it can track where that pattern moves in the frame. Okay. Oh, wow. And that's basically what a tracking marker is. So when you see the actual tracking markers, they're always high contrast. They're right. either like circles with like grid patterns or they might just be like sticks, crosses of gaff tape or whatever. But right. basically what you're doing is you're making a point of contrast that the computer is going to be able to kind of easily see no matter where it is. Right. And so it's going to lock onto that. Mm-hmm. And then so how do you like you you put the dragon into this environment that like I'm always confounded by this because you're dealing with a two-dimensional image. Yeah. It's not 3D yet. Right. So how do you get a 3D model to interact with a 2D image? That's, that's where the tracking markers come in because um, a single tracking mark allows you to track in 2D, right? When you add, so if you have one tracking mark, you can, you can track position, and that's mm-hmm. going to be X and Y position just on the screen. If you have two tracking markers, now you can tra- track position, you can track rotation, you can track scale. Okay. Right? Oh, okay. And so if you have three or more tracking markers, now you can track position, rotation, scale, and perspective. Right. Ah, so that's how you. When you have mm. tons of tracking markers, what the computer <laughs> can actually do is if you've got enough of them and they're on the screen for long enough, the computer can actually measure the relative different distances between each tracking marker and it can figure out the parallax, basically how things move in, in depth. My brain already hurts. Man. And <laughs> when it does that, it can reconstruct how far things are in relation to each other and that can actually generate a three dimensional camera and a three dimensional wow. scene. Wow. I'm going to need you to draw that diagram on the whiteboard. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes, which we this will is, add in right. via visual With effects visual later. Effects. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is where I encourage everybody to go to the uh, to the video of the podcast on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash show. So you can see him actually describe with his hands what exactly he's talking about because I'm following because I can see what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah. So, and then from, what do you do with the tracking? Like you take those points and put them into the computer or they're already tracked by the computer? So, I know that might be a dumb question. No, no. So, so the tracking markers are things that you can just see and identify. Scene, right? Okay. And so basically I'll bring the footage into the computer program. The computer, I can, I, it'll either, and, and, and depending on how I want to do it, I can either specify where those tracking marks are uh-huh. or I can let the computer figure them out. Okay. 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 And sometimes it does that better than, than other times. So it's usually a combination of both. Okay. Once it knows where the tracking marks start, then it can figure out how they move throughout the scene. Wow. Wow. God, that's crazy. And that's it really d- cool. crunches a bunch of math that I don't understand. And it's <laughs> right. out some st- I'm an artist. I am not <laughs> I was a say, programmer. Do you have to know coding no, or anything for no, this? No, like I that? cannot code. Okay. Really. See, that's so encouraging to know. Because, <laughs> it like, is. I, I, I'm thinking of like E equals MC squared, right. like all these equations floating yeah, around exactly. like it's Silicon like Sherlock Valley. level. Yeah. Like stuff. <laughs> yeah. No, um, no I, I don't code at all. Um, there are a lot of visual effects artists who can. Uh, they're usually, they, they usually find themselves in technical director roles mm. because the technical directors are the ones who build custom like rigs and applications and scripts that help artists do what they need to do. Right. Um, but no, I don't actually code at all. I have coded a little bit, but not anything in relation to this. Uh, so yeah, no, it, it, I rely very heavily on much smarter people to develop the software. <laughs> and then I just use it. Well, and that's, that's amazing that that is 
at our fingertips that right. we can yeah. even have access to stuff like that. Right. Could, and for the listeners that are interested in doing visual effects and everything, can you run through the software that you have again? Yeah. Or, or, oh, and not, or, and maybe one that is a good beginner software. If yours yeah. is a little bit more advanced, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Um, so it really kind of just depends on what you're, what you're trying to do. The software that I use tends to be kind of a Swiss army knife. It can do everything. Um, uh, so I use a program called Autodesk 3ds max. Uh, another really common one, probably much more common, actually, is Autodesk Maya. Okay. Um, a lot of people, like, if you go to school, you're pretty much guaranteed to be learning on Maya. Hmm. Um, I also use, like I mentioned, ZBrush. And I use uh, a, a smattering of other kind of specialty tools. But the, my, my main workhorse is definitely 3ds Max, and it's just a general 3D animation package and visual effects package. Um, for people who want to learn it, you can actually get a three-year education license for free. Oh, wow. Oh, really? And same thing with Maya. Autodesk offers all their software. So if you go to their website, uh, just do a search for education license or learning edition, uh, and you can actually download it for free. There's a million tutorials on YouTube. So anybody who wants to get started in this can do exactly what I did, because I didn't go to school for this. I learned it myself watching videos and playing around with it for a lot of hours. That sounds so That's much more impressive than when I'm like, I learned how to crochet by watching <laughs> YouTube. It, it's like, I feel good about it, but this is like so much bigger than that. It's the best. Sorry. Well, and that's, that's crazy. I mean, like, again, for the listeners that are wanting to get into this, the fact that you don't have to go to school for this, and now you're working on movies like Hellraiser and Children of the Corn. Yeah. yeah. And, and Jurassic Games coming up, which is going to be, that's going to be freaking amazing mm. so we're much excited. so many we're dinosaurs right. <laughs> we really we can't wait for people to see that one. oh that's it's gonna be, be so good so that yeah that's awesome you don't don't save your money kids <laughs> right save your money just you know tell your parents that you're going to school take their paychecks and, and invest in software and become a wizard of the visual you effects. You don't even have to invest in software I know it's saying. free you get it free that's crazy okay so here's what you do especially for Oklahoma you go go to the Autodesk website, get whichever software you want, 3ds Max or Maya, um, and then log on to the public library system and go to their little digital uh, learning thing. I just discovered this about three months ago. The public library in Oklahoma gives you free access to lynda.com. Oh, really? Their entire library. No way. So you can yeah, learn. You, they've got courses on both of this software and like a billion other things. Yeah. Um, you can go on there with just nothing but a, but a library card, which is also free. It is free. And sign on, learn anything you want, and then go get a job and make some movies. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> That the is Oki so show legit shows. information. I know, that is. I was going to say, the Okie Show Show is brought to you by the Metropolitan Library System yeah, exactly. in Oklahoma City. Not uh, sponsored. You can also get the full season of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the originals, uh, which I did. Yep. So. And if you go down to the downtown public library, you can people watch for all the homeless people. Yeah. It's, it's sad. How do you know they're homeless? I mean... You can tell. Judgy. <laughs> yes. No, you can tell. I show up like this. He's like, you look homeless. I'm like, <laughs> I can't can Don't touch me. You'll get me dirty. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to move on to, um, so Matt here not only is an incredible visual effects wizard, he also is a dungeon master. <laughs> and so Matt and I play D&D together all the time, but I have never gotten to see you DM before. So... We're just, we're slowly just bringing the whole Dungeons and Dragons thing it's, into the show. It's just being yeah. it's just happening. We're just absorbing <laughs> it. Slowly. It is Improv happening. is just being. It's going to be nothing but D and D. It's going to be a D and D podcast from now yeah. on. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, but before we do that, 
I think we should go to a Kelly's Corner. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah. <clears throat> Kelly's Corner, guys. Kelly's Corner. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I don't know why it's always the reading rainbow. I'm off okay. today. Uh, so we're moving. And, uh, when did you find out about we this? We found out about this via letter in the mailbox. Um, me, a week and a half ago that the owner of the house that we rent is selling it. So we got to get out. Oh, so you actually, you actually out. are homeless. We are technically homeless. He was right. Um, so yeah, we're moving. And, uh, I started stressing obviously about like where we're going to move and how much stuff we have that I have to move. Like all of the, my little pony things that I've got shoved in the corners of our houses and all this stuff. We just have so much stuff. (laughs) Anyway, it's one of those letters in the mail that you just don't want to get. Dude, dude. It was just like, yeah, like, uh, yeah. And then my favorite thing. Eviction notice. Yeah. Tax. You don't even do anything to deserve it. Tax audit. Jury summons. You have to leave. You don't want to. You have to leave. Yeah. And and then they were like, or you could buy the house. (laughs) What? Okay. (laughs) So stressing. I'm looking at houses. Aaron and I are talking about like, are we going to buy? Do we need, what do we need? Like, what do we need? Two houses down. The house is up for rent in our cul-de-sac. Two houses down from our house. So you got booted out of your house, and you're like, oh, yeah? Well, I'm going over here. And we're going to walk everything (laughs) over. I'm going to manually move everything, physically walk it across the cul-de-sac to the new house, and then I'm going to sit in the driveway of my new house, and any person that tries to come live in our old house, I'm going to... It's not haunting if I'm not dead. So <laughs> I don't really know what to call it other than Stalking? I'm going to heckle them and stop <laughs> yeah. them. And it is out of the kindness of my heart. I'm going to deter them from living in that pile Just of be, you know, mess like, that house is. Friendly don't ghost. go into the bathroom at 3 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> I have all don't the keys look. to your house. <laughs> don't look under they the never changed the locks. Uh, so yeah, that's my Kelly's corner. And Oliver is very upset. I will throw this in there that he thinks that because we're moving homes, we have to leave everything that we have in our home and start fresh in a new home. So he's like, but people are going to come take our stuff. And I'm trying to explain to him, like we get to move everything, uh, from the house to the new house. Um, but then he likes, for some reason, thinks our dog is not coming with us. He's like, but what about Dexter? What if you left Dexter at the house two, two doors down? I'm telling you, my husband would love that. He <laughs> would like, love to leave and Dexter. Dexter's just looking out the window like, what are you guys? It's not funny. Uh, so, yeah, trying to convince Oliver that we're not, like, leaving all of our thing, like possessions. But I'm also trying yeah. to be good about, like, hey, you don't need that stuff anyway. Yeah. You don't even know it's gone. <laughs> I took you your go. car set a month ago and packed it up in a box. You don't even know. <laughs> this not is just nice. an opportunity to build character. It is. I'm using it. Yeah. We're taking, <laughs> you're losing everything. <laughs> and to room, stalk people. Room. I'm going to get very good at stalking people. I really am going to sit. I'm going to sit on the front driveway like an old person, like, you know, and just, just and yell. Like one of those rickety old the, chairs. Yeah, and like foldable like, chairs and your butt's like hanging Tell through them the like, thing. Hey, you know there's black mold in the bathroom, right? What's wrong with it being black? It could be white mold. No. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, but I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to do it. You can you join. Should. Oh, I'll You can to- join. We can I will film totally it. join. We can film it. We'll just get drunk on your front lawn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. Is that public in talks? Uh, it's on my private it? property. Yeah, it's on my, yeah. it's on her land. <laughs> it's on my <laughs> All right, so guys. Let's play some D&D. All right. Let's do it. Okay, so uh, for the 
Facebook Live listeners, we're going to have to kind of rearrange some stuff, so just bear with us. Oh, sorry. To all (laughs) two of you that are watching. All right. Well, I'm going to get a table, so. All right. Okay. Okay. So a little bit of of, uh, just refresher for for everybody. Um, So you guys are adventurers. Okay. Living in a fantasy world that you will discover uh, is not very forgiving. Okay. And uh, so your characters may change quite rapidly. Okay. I have right. a stack here of 10 characters. Oh, wow. Oh, He's going to kill us so fast. We're <laughs> all just going to die. And I'm going to just hand you a random one. <laughs> okay. I'll give you a few minutes to look over it. All right. Okay. <laughs> this so, is awesome that you did this, by the way. Thank yeah, you, thank you so much. Oh, this is great. I love uh, uh, having... Uh, here, is this, oh, is this for me or for him? It's for you. You can, you can trade or whatever if it you want matter. to. doesn't oh. matter. Okay. Nice. All right. I have a stack here. Wow. Oh, wow. We'll just, oh we'll you just, get that one. Nice. We'll just, take, we'll, we'll just take off the top, pull, pull from the top as, okay. as necessary. Okay. Um, so the, the adventure today is called Minds of Madness. Ooh. And this is actually okay. an, official, an official D&D adventure that the, they did at PAX 2013 one, uh, one year. But uh, so awesome. I thought it would be an appropriate one. Okay. Um, so... Uh, and, and for the purposes of this, I'll give you some minis. Oh, thank you. Oh, yeah. They're not really representative of anything. They're color-coded, so they will be your character no matter what your character happens to be. All this right. is amazing. Okay, so for the listeners to, to have an idea of what's... Uh, again, you got to go to the Facebook Live or yeah. uh, to the YouTube channel, and you can lo- watch this. The man has brought a Everything. board, a, a graph board. He's brought minis. He's brought all of our die... This is awesome. This is, a, this is legit. I'm reading my sheet right now, and I'm so into it. I'm, um, uh, I'm a level three dragonborn barbarian. Yes. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Named Serena Clefton Thialor. Oh. My, my name is Memin. Memin? Mehmin? Yep. Mehmin Rain. Level three human ranger. I'm a hunter. Yeah. I'm liking this. All right. Okay. So uh, don't don't worry too much about the stats and everything. I will let you know what to look for uh, as you need it. Okay. Uh, so just basically keep a couple of things in mind. Um, <laughs> go ahead and read at the very bottom. You'll have your personality traits and yes. things like that. So that that's up to you, but it can inform potentially how you want to play your character. Oh. Okay. Um, whenever you want to do something, just tell me what your character wants to do. Uh, and Got it. I will either allow it to happen or explain why it doesn't. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and if, if I ask you to make a check, so basically uh, find your little 20-sided die. All right. That is a D20. Uh, so that's what you're going to use anytime that your character wants to try to do something. Okay. So yeah. that can be try to attack. It might be try to understand something or look at, investigate something or things like that. And I'll tell you, basically, if I tell you to make a check um, or an attack, then your 20-sided die is what you'll roll. Everything else is usually just modifiers to damage and things like that. So I'll tell you nice. kind of as it goes. Okay. So... Um, and for the purposes of this, we'll just assume that all of your characters know each other. Okay. Okay. You've I met like before. It. You probably met in a tavern like every character in D&D. Uh, yep. And you and uh, you have heard. You're drinking fine brew. Yes, yep, yes. You're drinking some dwarven ale. <laughs> and I mean, okay. it comes from the mountains, so I assume it's, it's true. <laughs> it's true. It does. So 100% Rocky Mountain water. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, there's got to be water. some yeah. dwarves up in the Rockies somewhere. I'm sure. Like, okay. Tolkien dwarves. Tolkien not, dwarves. Not, not little people. <laughs> no. It's probably them, too. I mean, they're 
you other people know. in the world. <laughs> <laughs> They're hiding in the bushes. So, uh, yeah, so we'll assume that you've heard of these, these Mines of Madness before. And you've come to the Mines of Madness in search of the Forever Stone, uh-huh. a powerful artifact rumored to have many great powers, first among them the power to grant eternal life. Ooh, I like it. Yeah. According to half-forgotten lore, the stone was hidden from the world long ago by evil wizards and greedy dwarves who coveted its power. They are said to have perished in an orgy of magic and bloodshed. Oh my. The worst kinds of orgies. <laughs> yeah, I can think of at least one better kind. <laughs> um, but um, so they have they perished after turning on one another. Mm. You don't expect all the rumors to be true, but one thing is certain. Over the years, many adventurers have tried to claim the Forever Stone, but none have succeeded. To survive the Mines of Madness would be a feather in the cap of any adventurer, but to retrieve the Forever Stone would catapult you into the annals of awesomeness. Mm, I like the annals. And so, here you are on the brink of greatness, ready to descend into the depths in search of glory, infamy, and immortality. Huzzah! Wow. <laughs> awesome. Okay. <laughs> so should I, I read my personality here? Yeah, well, you, you, can, you can share what you like. Um, okay. Like I said, your characters kind of know each other, so a lot of it may be pretty obvious, but right. if you want to keep anything to yourself, you are more than welcome to do that as well. Well, Maimon Rain, do you remember that one time that I ran 25 miles without stopping to warn my clan of an approaching orc horde? Because I'll do it again if I had to. Of course I do. <laughs> oh. <laughs> do you remember... The time I got way too drunk at the bar. I don't because I was also way too drunk. <laughs> it happens often. It does. But I, uh, I might have accidentally uh, kind of hit a few poor people. You, oh, you hid a few I poor hit, people? Oh, I you hit, hit them. them. Oh, I think, I mean, that's... I also hit some rich people. Because okay, I okay, don't well, care about okay, money. <laughs> when, it comes time, to, when it comes to hitting people, I believe socialism is the way. I'm a little violent. <laughs> to each according to his, <laughs> yeah. each according to his uh, need from each according to yeah. their ability. Yeah. <laughs> this man's very rich. Punches Punch for everyone. Times. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, and also, by the way, I was raised by uh, wolves. So. Oh, oh. <clears throat> well. Right. That's good for you. Yes. Yeah. So uh, where are we right now? Okay, so you are approaching the mines. The mines kind of mines. sit in the uh, in the hills of a mountainside, and so you're approaching a sheer rock cliff. Mm-hmm. Ah. Uh, as you approach, you see the entrance to the mine, which is about 10 feet wide. Okay. On each side, there is a pile of rubble. Ah. And about 30 feet from the mine, you see an outhouse. Okay. There is a sign on the outhouse door. Uh, it's a ramshackle wooden outhouse, and it says, keep out. It says keep out. This is the sign on the door of the outhouse says keep, keep out, out in common. Okay. I'm going to run to the outhouse because first of all, I've, got, I've really got to go. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to look in the windows. Okay. There's a singular uh, cutout of, a, of, a, of like a crescent moon. Okay. So you can kind of get up there and, and peek in. Uh, you see the interior of what looks like a normal outhouse. It's got a hole, and a bench with a hole cut in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can uh, go ahead and make a perception check for me. All right. Is that so a D20? Roll your D20, and then you'll have a, a you'll see a, Nine. Okay. And then uh, what's your wisdom modifier? Uh, That'd be the little wisdom, number next to your wisdom modifier. score at the that top. Is, where is it? Oh. Uh, <laughs> zero. <laughs> okay. <nine. laughs> I'm going to go do the same thing as well. well. Fortunately, uh, you, you actually do. Oh, you get to see. You oh. do actually. It, it's, not, it's not very difficult to make out. You're not ah. sure what it is, but you do see a little bit of flickering orange light uh, mm. potentially coming from the hole. From the hole? From the hole. Yeah. Ooh, okay. But there's nothing in there. You don't see anything. I don't see anything. Okay. 
Well, using my barbarian berserker strength, <laughs> I'm going to open the door. Okay. Because, again, I've really got to go, you guys. It, it would have opened quite easily, but, uh, I, but I, you I, pull it off the hinges. <laughs> As a barbarian <laughs> is one to do. <laughs> you're not if you if you really need to use the outhouse, you're gonna you're, you're not gonna be able to have a lot of privacy now. Well, I look over to Maimon and I say, "Well, things are about to get awkward." Well, I need to stick my head in that hole and see where the glow is coming from. I mean, you might want to let me go first, or you might want to. I let probably me go don't want to let you go first. I push you out of the way. Now you walk stick your up, head down that hole and put my head okay. over the hole. So you let her go into the outhouse. Come on in. Are you okay? So you're both in the. I get, we're both, <laughs> both in the. It's outhouse. only big enough to fit one of you. Uh, oh well, it's a tight squeeze. I push him out. Oh okay. Get out. So you're standing right at the door, and, and I and have you my are, head over the hole. Okay. Looking in to see what I can see and hear. Okay. Um, yeah. So you you look kind of down into the the hole. You see a flickering orange light through the hole that's emanating kind of deep below. Mm. Uh, you see that this this hole goes down a good thirty feet. Um, and at the bottom, there is a torch sitting on the ground. It's amazing that it didn't light up all that methane. I want to jump down that hole. You want to jump down into the I want to jump down the hole, especially before you go into it. Okay. Are you, I mean, listen, I, I'm going to so check So while you guys are debating, Uh-oh. you hear a rumbling. Oh, man. From the hole? From, From the stomach. hole. From the oh, hole. From the hole. Uh, you hear it. You feel it in the ground. You don't actually, you just hear it mostly echoing inside of the, uh, of the outhouse okay. okay and as you guys are trying kind of looking around trying to figure out what in the world um it could possibly be a giant purple worm he just pulled oh, out a giant on, purple worm you guys my base hang on it needs a base oh there we go and then, and then in total shock and surprise, I say it and then I do it. <laughs> <laughs> so a giant purple worm erupts out, swallowing the outhouse. And my poo erupts from my bum. <laughs> yeah, that happens. I want to leap back away from the worm. Um, so you are inside the I was oh, on no. the worm. I'm inside the worm. Um, I oh. need you to make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Is that my D? So 20? Th- that, that is your D20. 18. Okay. And then what and is plus your... plus six. Plus six on saving dex. throws. Nice. Oh, saving throws. Yeah. Well, yeah, dex. Saving... Uh, yeah, dex. Six. Plus six. Nice. Okay. Um, so, you are just barely able to leap out of the outhouse as this... Nice. As oh, the thank gaping you. maw of this purple worm just comes up and completely surrounds and swallows the outhouse. Oof. Uh, <laughs> Brian... Freaking- Close call Brian, I need you. I need you also to make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. 17. Okay. So you you are able to hold your feet. This thing is like inches. The skin of this thing is inches from your face. And uh, you see Kelly jump out. Jump out. Uh, um, so the, the purple worm comes up. You can see it's about 25 feet in the air right now. Good Lord. Um, and you don't know how much, but at least... But but part of it's still underground. Like you don't know how big this thing Jeez, is. What did somebody eat? <laughs> <laughs> and so it will uh, it will start once it comes out. Like it kind of 
chews up the outhouse a little bit, realizes there's not much food, um, and it kind of slowly starts to withdraw back into the tunnel. Now, you have the option as it withdraws. You can make an attack on it, or you can let it go. Um, well, I, okay, so seeing how I don't think this guy is too connected to the stone of everlasting light. Forever stone? Yes, forever stone. <laughs> I think that we should let it go, but then again, I'm also a barbarian with all this pent-up berserker rage, you tell mm-hmm. me. Listen, I tend to really like to draw from observing nature instead of, I mean, although I, I'm very strong, if you want me to hit it, I'll hit it. But Maybe. I kind of want to, I kind of want to let it go back down. Maybe it's not trying to get us. We just, it said don't enter. We Maybe. didn't follow the rules. <laughs> it did have a sign. That's that true. Out. Maybe with our powers combined, I can use my wand of magic detection to see if maybe this thing is connected to anything inside the cave and then you can punch it in where you believe its dick would be. Okay, as you've ha- been having this debate, <laughs> the worm retreats back, back into, into the, the hole. hole. Oh. Uh, and so it pulls down into the hole and a lot of the rubble kind of closes in a little bit around the hole. So there's just basically a big depression in the earth where the outhouse used to be now. Yeah, and I sarcastically say, shitter's full. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I observed that this worm is not a threat to us as long as we don't intrude upon its yeah, I, domicile. Yeah, I guess we're not allowed to poop into its mouth. I would not enjoy disgusting. that. So <laughs> I want to move toward the rubble and the cliff. I mean... Let's let's go to the rubble and the cliff. And I am going to use my wand of magic de- detection to, okay. um, to, to observe my surroundings. Okay, so are you... You're <gasps> at, the, at the entrance, the mouth of the... Yes. Yeah. We okay. want to move. Worm is gone. Yeah. We are at the entrance. Bye, here. worm. worm. Could have yeah, attacked worm. you, but I didn't. Bye, You're worm. welcome. I'm a humble human. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you approach the mouth of the cave and you see uh, two piles of rubble. Um, and you notice uh, as you as you come up to the cave, um, the pile of rubble to the right has an arm sticking out of it. Hmm. Well, well. <laughs> uh, I, 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 um, I've got my my wand of magic detection, and I circle right, around. You it. said you used it on the whole thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, you so, do not detect anything magical at the mouth okay. of the entrance. So there's nothing magical about this arm. I want to dig the, it out. I want to dig the person out. I want to try to pull the person out. I'm going to move some of this rubble. All right. You, okay. I attempt you to, freak. To, to pull the rubble off of this body. Okay. Make a strength check. Nine plus two. Eleven. Uh, Not that great. So uh, you, you are able to move a little bit of the rubble. You can't get all of the larger pieces off of the body. Uh, you uncover enough of the face to realize that this is a goblin. Ah, oh, oh, classic I speak goblin. goblin, I believe. I do. I speak goblin. Ah. I say to the goblin in goblin. Mm-hmm. Is that the, I don't know if there's like a goblinese or however. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I start shouting, are, are you alive? Are you alive? And I check. I check to see if it's alive. Half his face has been crushed in. You're pretty oh, he's sure dead. he's not alive. Oh, by the way, he's dead. <laughs> I push her to the side and I grab him by his shoulders and I shake him. I say, are you alive? <laughs> his arm falls off. Talk to me! Oh, no. uh, <laughs> um, okay. okay um, so this goblin, he's been crushed by rubble. Could have uh, been an accident. It could have been. 
or it could have been maybe he was classic goblin mischief and uh and you know curiosity killed the cat goblin the, the coblin. Well, we do we just leave him here? Do we need to bury him? Do we proceed? Yeah, I mean, goblins are kind of dicks. I don't think they need to be buried. Do All you right. uh, do you want to continue uh, looking at the rubble, or do you want to continue in, in into the mine? Um, can I check to see if there's any gold or anything on the goblin? Can I like, uh, yeah. scavenge? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Of um, you can uh, you can kind of dig around there. Make me another strength check to see how much of the goblin you can uncover. All right. 10 plus 6 modifier. Oh. All right. I'm a barbarian. Uh, yeah, so you take a couple of minutes and you start moving rubble and you realize uh, you've uncovered two goblins now. Uh-huh. Oh, shit. Uh, you look through their belongings and they have, there's uh, some broken spears buried with them and their armor has been kind of crushed. They don't have anything of value. Mm. Hmm. What about the other pile? I turn to the other pile. I want to look at it. I want to see if there's anything I kind of kick the pile a little bit, see mm-hmm. if there's anyone under the pile. Okay. Um, some some rubble kind of rolls away and you see a foot. Ah. It also ah, appears to be there's a goblin. There's a massacre. It also appears to be a goblin foot. These guys got stoned hard. Do you think it was the dwarves? The dwarves? Maybe. I mean, I'm assuming there's dwarves in this area. I mean, it is, there's a, it's a cave. Goblins are notoriously the enemies of dwarves. Right? <laughs> <laughs> They're sure. notoriously metagaming. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you guys would know that goblins are basically kind of scavengers and and low level threats. Um, they don't usually interact with with humanoid species very often. Okay. Uh, if they do, they're usually hostile to them. Total dicks. I want to look around and make sure there's no other goblins nearby anywhere. And look look along the. Can I lean lean into the abyss over there and like look and check and see if anyone's like the abyss right yeah there. that that entrance can i lean over the, the opening to the mine the opening yeah, yeah, yeah. how uh, far make, can i see sure uh make a perception check <laughs> 20 natural 20 nice. natural 20 you see everything yes no. you see everything um, do you have uh dark vision or low light vision uh, just made a noise. um your camera I just made a noise died oh no oh no I think the Mevo died. Oh, oh well. Um, well. We'll see. Is it not plugged in? Yeah. Here, we'll see because I just picked this up. Oh, yep. It, it's gone. It's gone. Oh, well. Um, let's see. Where would I find? I don't think I have. Uh, I think we'll be about 10 more minutes. So, okay. I'm enjoying. <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons. It's not an art. <laughs> it doesn't look like I have any visions. Okay. Ability. Vision abilities. Okay. Uh, so you peer into the mine, and you can see uh, it's it's pretty dark in there, but a little bit of the sunlight is kind of uh, shining in. You can see maybe 60 feet into the mine. You can see, you can make out, it doesn't look like there's much of anything that, you know, out of the ordinary. I mean, there's some wooden beams and things holding up the mine. And if you, you, you at the very edge uh, where it kind of falls off into darkness, you can see what looks like a path going to the left and to the right. Uh-huh. And it, it also continues a little bit further into darkness. Mm. Okay. Well, I, I'm going to tell my my friend here, hey, I see these things. I see I see a path. We could go straight a little bit left, right. I don't know which way to go. It's, it's, it's nebulous. I uh, whip out the arm of the goblin that was at the entrance that I have now that fashioned into a, into a torch. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. I say, um, I, I also pull out my wand of magic detection to see uh, if there's any magic in this area. Okay. 
Uh, yeah, so you make your way a little bit into the mind, and your wand of magic detection kind of starts going a little nuts. And it, it kind of works like one of those metal detectors, right? So oh, you okay. Beep, 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 okay. And you follow it to a tile on the floor, and there is a rune carved in the floor. Mm. Do you see this rune? Do, I see the rune. Do either of you speak dwarvish? Um, no. I speak. Abyssal I do not goblin speak gnomish. Nope. <laughs> no. Uh, but I have, okay, let's see. I have absorb elements. Is that something I could use to absorb the rune? Uh, <laughs> Knowledge? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you basically, you see a rune on the floor. Mm. It's in a bizarre script that you don't understand. It's got a couple of, of letters and, and scratchings on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not really sure what it does. Mm. Make a... Um, Make an intelligence check for me, both of you. Okay. 11. Uh, eight. Plus, plus zero. One. I'm kind of dumb. Okay. You have no Twelve. idea what this room does. Great. <laughs> well, I want to I wanna go near it. Uh, I want to go as close as I can to it without touching it. I have this vial of acid. I don't know. I you mean, you could just burn it up. I could, I could throw the vial of acid on this rune. No, I'm not gonna. Nope, check that. I'm not gonna do that. That'd be dumb. Uh, I just thought uh, it'd be funny. Well, mm-hmm. is the is the rune like? Are the paths breaking off from the rune, or like, or uh, that's the rune ahead? is right at the beginning, right at the, right at the entrance mm. to this cave. <clears throat> okay. So you you want to go up as close as I you wanna can. I want to go pee on it. I want to go pee on the rune. I want to walk up to it, stand over we it, pee on it. Do okay. pee on it. We've had to go, and we couldn't uh, go with true. the worm. It's true. I mean, and I already pooped myself. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so you both go up. You uh, unzip your trousers, <laughs> do a little bit of a... We do bukkake Business. on the rune. Yeah, you, you pee on the rune. Uh, the minute you do... <laughs> <laughs> the rune flashes brightly. Oh, good. And ah. the tunnel around you begins to collapse. I need oh, no. you to make a dexterity saving throw. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, three. Oh, that's so bad. It's plus six. I have nine. I'm going to die. Nine. Okay. There you go. Hang on. Okay. There we go. Eleven. Plus, okay. was it dexterity? Nine. Yeah. Yeah. Eleven. Okay. Uh, so you take, uh, Brian, your character takes three points of damage. Oh, Kelly, your character, I takes lot. seven. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, and you are each buried under four feet of rubble. Ah. Uh, mm. So I need you each to make a strength check. All right. Four. Uh, three. <laughs> four, four, five. Six. I got five. Uh, you are pretty well wedged. <laughs> um <sighs> Well, uh, I have a spell. Adventure. Adventure. <laughs> I have a spell. Okay. Um, I'm going to, can I use ensnaring strike to get out? Is that something? Can I? Ensnaring strike basically allows you to kind of uh, grapple a character so oh. they can't move when you make oh. an attack. So mm. I could do that to um, Brian, but I don't. I, I, that right. would help. Okay. Uh, yeah. So uh, you guys try real hard and mm. uh, you're still pretty well buried. So about. <laughs> 10, 15 minutes passes. <laughs> We're still and I'm still. You're just kind what of. What position are we in, like, in relation to each other? Are we just, like, on top of each you're other? You're basically, or? like, right next to each other, oh. and neither of you had a, we had a chance to zip so up my your pants. Out. <laughs> right. 
you, you've sustained a little bit of damage there. Oh man! And uh, but after about 15 minutes, you guys kind of check, kind of catch your breath and everything. And I'll, I'll let you go ahead and make one more strength check. Okay. All right. Uh, six, twelve. One, three. <laughs> I think you did. I think I'm I'm losing it. <laughs> All right. So um, you are well and truly buried <laughs> and try as you might uh there there's nothing that you can really do so um i i summon the the power of my draconic ancestry uh-huh and i go into a berserker rage okay and i start trying to push the rubble off of us okay so berserker range rage gives you advantage on strength checks okay so what i will allow you to do you already made one i will allow you to roll one more time all right as a berserker 7 plus 6 13 13 okay and then <laughs> <laughs> and how much is the berserker? Still not great. Uh, Good, not great. I don't. Know that, I'm not sure that berserker gives you much. Go into a berserker uh, rage, what, what, and my what? blades come flying out of my hands. Uh, Kelly, do you want to assist him as I, he does this? I do want to assist. Go him. ahead and make me a strength check. I want to assist. I want to try to just push <laughs> him as much as I can. Ah, nope. Hold on. Sorry. Okay. Seven again, nine, oh, man. nine, yeah. man. We are not good at this. What's in, my, what's in my Dungeoner's pack? Out of curiosity, anything in my Dungeoner's pack that I could use? Wait, wait. Okay, I use my vial of acid, <laughs> and I burn a freaking hole in this rubble. You're gonna burn your skin, dude. Don't burn me. Okay. Um, Don't burn. So me. you are you're pretty well buried. But you, <laughs> you have been pushing with one hand just as hard as you can. Okay. Uh, I'll say make a dexterity check and let's right. see if you can get a vial of acid somewhere in the general vicinity here. Oh God, five. Oh my God. <laughs> so. Um, we're done. I mean, 15. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you take three points of acid damage. So <laughs> <laughs> As you attempt to uh, to get this, this vial up, it makes it to about your shoulder um, and kind of burns a little bit through your hide leather uh, uh, clothing. Uh, it does actually get a little bit onto the rubble right near there, but it doesn't seem to move anything uh, anything else. I want to. Well. Sh- can I shout? <laughs> I want to shout for in all my languages. I shout in in all of the languages: common, draconic, abyssal, and goblin. I want to shout as loud as I can to see if anyone around us can dig okay. us out. Uh, you feel a, a very familiar rumbling in the earth. It's the worm. It's a freaking worm. worm. It's a good thing we didn't punch it in the dick. Oh, I wonder so if we can it, if it, we can stomp here or move around enough and make enough noise that the worm will come eat us, but we can cut our way out of the worm. Um. What if I poop myself again? That could have been what drew it, but I think it was probably the intrusion into its home oh. area. Oh, crap. Oh, wait. I have a proficiency skill in animal handling, <laughs> so I start using my skills to summon the worm. Sure. Make an, anal- <laughs> make an animal handling check. I, too. Four plus two. I, too, have animal handling <laughs> this skills. This is the worst. I warned you that my dice are cursed for <laughs> players. I said that right oh, up front. Geez. Full disclosure. Uh, I, too, have animal handling skills. I also have, I don't know what the animal trophy is, but uh, I have animal handling skills. So I you wanna, have, you, oh, you, your possession is an animal I have. It says, it says something. Uh, my equipment is animal oh, trophy. Oh, yeah. You probably, Does you have, matter? like, a pair of antlers or oh, something. Okay. Yeah. okay. Well, Six plus five. 
So, <laughs> the so worm you hates spend, us. You spent. I've, we've, we've, we're dead. We're, no, I'm you, not uh, dead. Yet. You, I mean, spend, I have... you spend quite a quite a long time. <laughs> I feel like a couple of hours have gone by. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, you you struggle with all of your might, and sadly, <laughs> uh, eventually we exhaustion perish. overtakes you. You run out of oxygen, and both of you <laughs> perish ten feet into the entrance <laughs> of this mine. <laughs> and that is a perfect way to end this episode. <laughs> Death for all. <laughs> we are the worst adventurers ever. All we did was, um, was almost poop into a worm's mouth and pee on something that made us die. Oh, goodness. Well, Matt, thank you so much for coming on the show. You're welcome. It was my pleasure. Yeah, man, this was awesome. And again, um, where can we find you online? Like, where can anyone mm-hmm. look uh, you Yeah, so uh, you can find me on Facebook, uh, either my name, Matt... Gardaki or my company name, Gardaki Digital. You can also find me at GardakiDigital.com. How much Very do you nice. charge to uh, make a cartoon for my kid? Make a cartoon? I want you to make a cartoon for my kid. How um, much would you charge? Just wondering. <laughs> I don't know. I pay in casseroles and pot roast. Ooh, so. You are such a mom. <laughs> <laughs> I do like pot roast, so maybe we can work something out. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on the yes. show, guys. Matt Gardaki from Gardaki Digital. And uh, if you like what you've heard, go to iTunes podcast and subscribe to the show. Go to our YouTube page, youtube.com slash show show. I don't even know why I'm looking at the camera because it's not on. <laughs> Feels <laughs> good, re- though. I just realized, yeah. Feels good, though. Um, also, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at show show, and we will see you guys in the next two weeks. Yes. Okay. We don't have our bell. Uh, but ding. Bye. Bing. <laughs> <laughs>